What is to be done by N. Lennon? In the new translation by Lars Lee. Chapter 3. Trade Unionist Politics and Social Democratic Politics. Section E. The Worker Class as Advanced Fighter for Democracy. We saw that carrying out the broadest possible political agitation, and therefore the organization of all-sided political indictments, are unconditionally necessary tasks, the most urgent of all the tasks of our activity, if it is to be genuinely social democratic activity. But we came to this conclusion based only on the pressing requirement of the worker class for political knowledge and political education. In itself, this way of putting the question is too narrow and ignores the general democratic tasks of any social democracy in general and of present-day Russian social democracy in particular. In order to explain this thesis as concretely as possible, let us try to approach the problem from the angle that is, quote, nearest to the, quote, economist. That is the practical side. Quote, all are agreed, unquote, that we must develop the political awareness of the worker class. Let us now ask ourselves how to do this and what is required for doing it. The economic struggle, quote, pushes the workers to face, unquote, only issues about the relation of the government to the worker class, and therefore, no matter how much we labor over the task of, quote, imparting a political character to the economic struggle itself, unquote, we will never be able to develop the political awareness of the workers up to the level of social democratic political awareness within the framework of this task because the framework itself is too narrow. Martinov's formula is valuable for us not only because it illustrates his capacity to confuse issues, but also because it vividly expresses the basic mistake of all economists, quote-unquote. The conviction that it is possible to develop class political awareness from within, so to speak, the economic struggle, that is, proceeding only, or even just for the most part, from that struggle, basing oneself only or primarily on that struggle. This view is radically mistaken, precisely because the economists, angry as they are about our polemics against them, do not want to think hard about the source of our differences, with the result that we literally do not understand one another, and we speak in different languages. Class political awareness can be brought to the worker only from without, that is to say, from outside the economic struggle, from outside the sphere of the relations of workers to owners. The only area from which this knowledge can be taken is the area of the relations of all classes and social strata to the state and to the government, the area of the interrelations between all classes. Therefore, one cannot answer the question, quote, what is to be done to bring political knowledge to the workers, unquote, with the response that the majority of practici are contented with, namely, quote, go to the workers, unquote. In order to bring the workers political knowledge, the social democrats must go to all classes of the population, must send the detachments of its army in all directions. We have deliberately chosen such a harsh formulation and deliberately expressed ourselves in sharp and simplified fashion, not because of any desire to speak in paradoxes, but in order to, quote, push the, quote, economists to face 
unquote, the tasks that they unforgivably disdain, and the distinction that they do not want to understand between trade unionist politics and social democratic politics. And therefore, we ask the reader not to get upset, but to follow us attentively to the end. Let us examine the type of social democratic circle found most commonly in recent times and look closely at its work. It has, quote, links with the workers, unquote, and is content with that. It publishes leaflets in which factory abuses are flayed, along with police violence and the government's actions that are so biased toward the capitalists. During conferences with workers, the conversation does not ordinarily go beyond, or barely goes beyond, the limits of these same themes. Very rarely are there reports and conversations on the history of the revolutionary movement, on issues of domestic and external policies of our government, on issues of the economic evolution of Russia and Europe and the position in modern society of this or that class, and so on. Nobody even thinks of obtaining and broadening links to the other classes in society. In essence, the ideal activist, as pictured by members of these circles, in the majority of cases, is something much closer to a secretary of a trade union, a trade union, than to a socialist political leader, Vojd in Russian. The secretary of any, let's say, English trade union always helps the workers conduct their economic struggle, organizes factory indictments, explains the injustice of laws and of measures that hinder the freedom of strikes or the freedom to establish pickets, to warn all and sundry that there is a strike at a given factory, explains the partiality of the arbitration court judges who belong to the bourgeois classes of the people, and so on and so on. In a word, any secretary of a trade union conducts and helps others conduct the, quote, economic struggle with the owners and the government, unquote. We cannot insist too strongly that this is not yet social democratism and that the ideal of the social democrat should not be a secretary of a trade union, but a people's tribune who can respond to each and every manifestation of abuse of power and oppression wherever it occurs, whatever stratum or class it concerns, who can generalize all these manifestations into one big picture of police violence and capitalist exploitation, who is able to use each small affair to set before everybody his socialist convictions and his democratic demands and to explain to each and all the world historical significance of the liberation struggle of the proletariat. Compare, for example, such activists as Robert Knight, the well-known secretary and leader of the Boilermakers Society, one of the most powerful English trade unioni, and Wilhelm Liebknecht, and try to apply to them the set of contrasts by which Martinov set f sets forth his disagreements with Iskra. You will observe, I am starting to leaf through Martinov's article, that Knight is more engaged in, quote, calling the masses to certain concrete actions, unquote, page 39, while Liebknecht is more engaged in, quote, the revolutionary illumination of the whole system or its partial manifestations, unquote, pages 38 to 39. Knight, quote, formulates the urgent demands of the proletariat and shows means for their implementation, unquote, page 41, while Liebknecht, although he does this as well, 
does not refuse also to, quote, simultaneously guide the energetic activity of various oppositional strata, unquote, and, quote, dictate a positive program of action for them, unquote. Page 41, note 12. For example, at the time of the Franco-Prussian War, Liebknecht dictated the actions of the entire democracy, and Marx and Engels did this to an even greater extent in 1848. Back in the body text, Knight is the one who tries to, quote, impart a political character to the economic struggle itself, unquote, page 42, and knows very well how to, quote, present the government with concrete demands promising tangible results, unquote, page 43, while Liebknecht is much more engaged in, quote, one-sided, quote, indictments, page 40. Knight gives more significance to the, quote, forward march of the gray ongoing struggle, unquote, page 61, while Liebknecht gives more significance to, quote, the propaganda of brilliant and self-sufficient ideas, unquote, page 61. Liebknecht created out of the newspaper he guided precisely, quote, an organ of revolutionary opposition, denouncing our institutions, and particularly our political ones, insofar as they clash with the interests of the most various strata of the population, unquote, page 63. While Knight, quote, worked for this worker cause in a close and organic link with the proletarian struggle, unquote, page 63. If we understand, quote, close organic bond, unquote, in the sense of the kowtowing before Stahinost, that we observed earlier in the case of Krzyzewski and Martinov, and, quote, narrowed the sphere of his activity, unquote, no doubt assured, like Martinov, that he was, quote, by this very fact, complexifying his influence, unquote, page 63. In a word, you will see that Martinov is de facto lowering social democracy to trade unionism, Although, of course, he does not do this because he wishes anything but good for social democracy, but simply because he was just a trifle hasty in deepening Plekhanov instead of giving himself the trouble of understanding Plekhanov. But let us return to our exposition. We said that a social democrat, if he insists, more than just in words, on the necessity of an all-sided development of political awareness of the proletariat must, quote, go to all classes of the population, unquote. I will be asked, how to do this? Do we have forces to do this? Is there any ground for such work among all the other classes? Will this not mean a retreat or lead to a retreat from the class point of view? Let us dwell on these questions. We should, quote, go to all classes of the population, unquote, as theoreticians, as propagandists, as agitators, and as organizers. No one doubts that the theoretical work of social democrats is directed toward the study of all the particularities of the social and political position of individual classes, but extremely little is being done in this connection disproportionately little in comparison with the work aimed at the study of the particularities of factory life. In our committees and circles, you will meet people who are genuinely learned in the special subject of something like railroad manufacture, but you will find almost no examples of members of these organizations when they are compelled, as often, to leave practical work for this or that reason, devoting themselves especially to some topical issue of our social and political life that could provide the occasion for social democratic work in other strata of the population.
when we talk about the lack of preparedness of the present-day leader guides of the worker movement, we must certainly also remember lack of preparation of this kind, since it is also tied closely to the, quote, economist understanding of, quote, close and organic links with the proletarian struggle, unquote. But the main thing, of course, is propaganda and agitation in all strata of the people. This task is alleviated for the Western European Social Democrat by popular assemblies and meetings that anybody who wants can attend. It is also alleviated by a parliament in which the Social Democrat speaks before deputies of all classes. We have neither parliament nor freedom of assembly. Nevertheless, we have been able to set up meetings for workers who wish to hear a Social Democrat. We should also be able to set up meetings with representatives of each and every class of the population that only want to hear a Democrat, since he is no social Democrat who forgets in practice that, quote, the communists support any revolutionary movement, unquote, and that we are obliged, therefore, to lay out our views in front of the whole people and to underline general democratic tasks, not hiding for a moment our socialist convictions, he is no social democrat who forgets in practice about his responsibility to be in advance of all in presenting, sharpening, and resolving any general democratic issue. Quote, everybody completely agrees with this, unquote, interrupts the impatient reader. Indeed, the new instructions for the editorial board of Roboche Diello that were adopted at the last Congress of the Union states outright, quote, all manifestations and events of social and political life must serve as occasions for political propaganda and agitation, whether they touch the proletariat either directly as a distinct class or as the vanguard for all revolutionary forces in the struggle for freedom. Two Congresses, page 17, my emphasis. Yes, these are very true, very good words, and we would be completely satisfied with them if Roboche Diello really understood them. If it did not at the same time say things that are in sharp contrast with them. It is not enough just to call oneself a, quote, vanguard, an advanced detachment. One has to act so that all other detachments see and are compelled to admit that we are indeed moving out ahead. And we ask the reader, are the representatives of the other, quote, detachments really such fools, simply to accept our word about being a, quote, vanguard? Just imagine the following concrete situation. A social democrat goes to the, quote, detachment of educated radicals or liberal constitutionalists and says, we are the vanguard and, quote, before us stands the task of imparting, to the greatest extent possible, a political character to the economic struggle itself, unquote. A moderately intelligent radical or constitutionalist, and there are lots of intelligent people among the Russian radicals and constitutionalists, will only smile when hearing such a speech and say to themselves, of course, because most of these people are accomplished diplomats, quote, well, this is a rather simple-minded, quote, vanguard. It doesn't even understand that it is our task, the task of the advanced representatives of the bourgeois democracy to impart a political character to the workers' economic struggle itself. We, like the bourgeoisie everywhere in Western Europe, want to draw the workers into politics, but precisely into trade unionist and not into social democratic politics. A trade unionist politics of the worker class 
is precisely a bourgeois politics of the worker class. And the formulation by this, quote, vanguard of its task is precisely a formulation of trade unionist politics. So let them call themselves social democrats as much as they want. I'm not a child who gets all upset about labels. I just hope they don't fall under the influence of those harmful orthodox dogmatic types. Let them preserve, quote, freedom of criticism, unquote, for those who, unaware, are dragging social democracy into a trade unionist channel, unquote. And the faint smile of our constitutionalist will turn into Homeric laughter when he learns what these social democrats who talk about social democracy as a vanguard fear most on earth at the present time of almost complete domination of Stihinost in our movement is, quote, underestimation of the Stihini element, unquote, quote, underestimating the significance of the forward march of the gray ongoing struggle in comparison with the propaganda of brilliant and self-sufficient ideas, unquote, and so on and so on. A, quote, advanced detachment which fears that purposiveness might overtake Stihinost and which fears to put forward a daring, quote, plan that would compel general recognition even from those who disagree. Haven't these people confused the word vanguard with the word rearguard? Ponder in this connection the following reasoning of Martinov. He says on page 40 that the indictment tactic of Iskra is one-sided, and that, quote, no matter how much we sow mistrust and hatred toward the government, we will not achieve our aim so long as we do not succeed in developing sufficient active social energy for its overthrow, unquote. This, let us note in passing, is the already familiar worry about raising the activeness of the mass while at the same time striving to lower one's own activeness. But the main point is elsewhere. Martinov is speaking here, it follows, about revolutionary energy, quote, for its overthrow, unquote. And at what conclusion does he arrive? Since in normal times, the various social strata inevitably march separately, then, quote, in view of this fact, it is clear that we social democrats cannot at the same time guide the activities of different oppositional strata. We cannot dictate a positive program of action for them. We cannot show them in what way to fight for their own interests from day to day. The liberal strata themselves will surely take care of the active struggle for their current interests, a struggle that will push them to a direct collision with our political regime, page 41. Thus, after starting to talk about revolutionary energy, about the active struggle for the overthrow of the autocracy, Martinov immediately strays off and talks about the energy of occupational concerns, professional naya energia, about the active struggle for current interests. It goes without saying that we cannot guide the struggle of the students, the liberals, and so forth for their, quote, current interests, but that's not the point, my most highly respected, quote, economist. The point is, rather, the possible and the necessary participation of various social strata in the overthrow of the autocracy. And this, quote, energetic activity of various oppositional strata, unquote, we not only can, but definitely must guide if we want to be a, quote, vanguard. Our students, our liberals, and so forth, are not the only ones who will take care that they are, quote, pushed into direct collision with our political regime, unquote. The police and the bureaucrats of the autocratic government will be the ones who, first of all, and most of all, take care of this. 
But, quote, we, unquote, if we wish to be advanced Democrats, we must take care to push people who are personally dissatisfied only with their university or with their Zemstvo institutions to face up to the worthlessness of our political institutions as a whole. We must take upon ourselves the task of organizing an all-sided political struggle under the guidance of our party so that as much help as possible can be given and will be given to that struggle and to that party by each and every oppositional stratum. We must take the practice of social democrats and make them political leaders, vojdi, leaders capable of guiding all manifestations of the all-sided struggle, capable at the crucial moment, quote, to dictate a positive program of action, unquote, to the turbulent students, the dissatisfied Zemstvo people, the indignant sectarians, the offended rural teachers, and so on and so on. Therefore, Martinov's affirmation is completely untrue when he says that, quote, in relation to these strata, we can come out only in the negative role of denouncers of institutions. All we can do is dissipate the hopes placed on various governmental commissions, unquote, our emphasis. When he says this, Martinov shows that he understands absolutely nothing about the issue of the actual role of the revolutionary, quote, vanguard. And if the reader keeps this in mind, then he will understand the true meaning of Martinov's concluding words. Quote, Iskra is an organ of revolutionary opposition that indicts our system and mainly our political system insofar as it conflicts with the interests of the most diverse strata of the population. We, on the other hand, work and will continue to work for the cause of the workers in a close and organic link with the proletarian struggle. By narrowing our sphere of activity, we, by this very fact, complexify our influence. Unquote. Page 63. The true meaning of this conclusion is this. Iskra wants to raise trade unionist politics of the worker class, the politics to which our practice so often limit themselves, either through confusion, lack of preparation, or conviction, up, up to social democratic politics. But Roboche Adiello wants to lower social democratic politics down to trade unionist politics. And after saying all this, they still assure all and sundry that these two positions are, quote, completely compatible in common work. Page 63. Oh, sancta simplicitas. Oh, holy simplicity. So adorable. Let us proceed. Do we have sufficient forces to be able to direct our propaganda and agitation to all classes of the population? Yes, of course. Our, quote, economists, often inclined to deny this, forget about the giant step forward that our movement has made from approximately 1894 to 1901. True, quote, tailists, they still live to some extent according to conceptions of a period at the beginning of our movement that has long since been passed. At that time, we indeed had strikingly insufficient forces. The determination to go totally into work among workers and to harshly condemn any deviation from it made sense and was natural at that time. Our task at that time consisted in entrenching ourselves in the worker class. Now, a gigantic mass of forces has been drawn into the movement and the best representatives of the younger generation of the educated classes are coming to us. 
Everywhere throughout the provinces can be found people who are forced to live there and who are already taking part or who wish to take part in the movement. People gravitating towards social democracy, whereas in 1894 you could count Russian social democrats on your fingers. One of the basic political and organizational inadequacies of our movement is that we have not been able to use all of these forces to give them all appropriate work. We will speak of this in more detail in the next chapter. The vast majority of these forces are completely deprived of the possibility of, quote, going to the workers, unquote, so that there is no danger of drawing forces away from our basic task. But to provide the workers with genuinely all-sided and living political knowledge, we need, quote, our people, social democrats, to be everywhere, in all social strata, in all sorts of positions that give them the possibility to know the internal workings of our state mechanism. And these people are necessary not only for propaganda and agitation, but even more for organization. Is there ground for activity in all classes of the population? He who doesn't see this is someone whose purposiveness is falling behind the stihini upsurge of the masses. The worker movement has called forth and will continue to call forth dissatisfaction among some, hopes for support for their opposition among others, awareness of the intolerability of the autocracy and the inevitability of its collapse in yet others. We would be, quote, politicals and social democrats only in words, as is so very often the case, if we were not aware of our task to use all and sundry manifestations of dissatisfaction to collect together and to cultivate every germ of even still embryonic protest. We haven't even mentioned yet the whole many-millioned mass of laboring peasantry, the artisans, the small craftsmen, and so forth, who would always listen eagerly to the preaching of any decently capable social democrat. But really, is it possible to point to even one class of the population which does not contain people, groups and circles that are dissatisfied with their lack of rights and with abuse of power and are therefore open to the preaching of a social democrat as someone who expresses the most burning general democratic needs. And if anyone wishes to picture the political agitation of the social democrat in all classes and strata of the population in concrete fashion, we point to the political indictments in the wide sense of this word as the main, but not of, of course not the sole, means for this agitation. As I wrote in the article, Where to Begin, Iskra number 4, May 1901, an article we will have to talk about in more detail later, quote, We must awaken a passion for political indictments in all strata of the population that are in any way purposive. We do not need to worry about the fact that the voices of political indictments are so weak, timid, and rare at the present time. It is certainly not a universal reconciliation to police-state abuse of power that causes this situation. The reason is this. People who are ready and able to make indictments have no tribune from which they could speak, no audience that passionately listens to and approves the orators, and they do not see anywhere in the narod, the people, a force to whom it would be worth their effort to complain about the, quote, all-powerful Russian government. We are now in a position to create a tribune for an indictment of the Tsarist government addressed to the whole people, Vesena Rodny, and we are obliged to create it. A social democratic newspaper must be, 
this kind of tribune, unquote. Exactly such an ideal audience for political indictments is the worker class, which needs all-sided and living political knowledge first of all and most of all, and which is the most able to turn this knowledge into active struggle, even though the struggle promises no, quote, tangible results, whatever. And a tribune for indictments addressed to the whole people, Vicena Rodny, can only be an all-Russian newspaper. Quote, in modern Europe, a movement that deserves the name of, quote, political is unthinkable without a political press organ, unquote. And in this connection, Russia undoubtedly belongs to modern Europe. The press has long ago become a force in this country. Otherwise, the government would not spend tens of thousands of rubles on bribing and subsiding all of our Katkovs and Meshcherskis. And it is no new thing in autocratic Russia that the underground press breaks through the barriers of censorship and compels the legally permitted and conservative organs to talk openly about it. This happened in the 1870s and even in the 1850s. And how much broader and deeper now are those strata among the people that are ready to read the underground press and learn from it, quote, how to live and how to die, unquote, using the expression of the worker who sent in a letter to Iskra, number seven. Political indictments are a declaration of war against the government in exactly the same way that economic indictments declare war against the factory owners. And this declaration of war acquires more and more moral significance as the indictment campaign becomes broader and more forceful. And the more numerous and resolute is the social class that declares war in order to get a real war underway. Political indictments are therefore already in and of themselves one of the most powerful means of disintegrating the enemy system, a means of drawing away from the enemy his accidental or temporary friends, a means of sowing enmity and distrust among those who are permanent participants in the autocratic power. In our day, only a party that organizes indictments genuinely addressed to the whole people, Vicena Rodny, can be an advance guard of revolutionary forces. And this term, quote, addressed to the whole people, unquote, has a very large content. The great majority of people from the non-worker classes who are engaged in indictments of czarism, and to be a vanguard, it is precisely necessary to draw in other classes, are sober politicians and pragmatic business-like people. They know perfectly well that it is dangerous to, quote, complain about even the lowest bureaucrat, not to mention the, quote, all-powerful Russian government, and they will turn to us with complaints only when they see that their complaint is genuinely capable of having a real effect and that we constitute a political force. In order to impress third parties this way, we must work long and hard on raising our purposiveness, initiative, and energy. It is not enough to hang a sign saying, Vanguard, on the theory and practice of a rear guard. But if we are obliged to take upon ourselves the organization of indictments of the government genuinely addressed to the whole people, then how does the class character of our movement express itself? This is the question that will be posed and is posed to us by the overzealous worshiper of, quote, quote, close and organic links with the proletarian struggle, unquote. The class character is expressed in this. It is we, the social democrats, who organize these indictments addressed to the whole people. 
Furthermore, the illumination of all the issues raised by agitation will be carried out in an unremitting social democratic spirit without the slightest indulgence toward deliberate and unintentional distortions of Marxism. The party that will carry out this all-sided political agitation is one that merges an attack on the government in the name of the whole people with the revolutionary education of the proletariat and the preservation of its political independence, along with guidance of the economic struggle of the worker class and the utilization of its stihini clashes with its exploiters, clashes that lift up and draw into our camp ever new strata of the proletariat. But one of the most characteristic traits of, quote, economism is precisely this lack of understanding of the link, more than that, the complete overlap between the most essential need of the proletariat, all-sided political education by means of political agitation and political indictments, and the needs of the general democratic movement. This lack of understanding is expressed not only in Martinov-style phrases, but also in various remarks about the class point of view that have the same basic meaning as these phrases. For example, see how the authors of the, quote, economist letter to Iskra number 12 express themselves with my interjections in parentheses here. Note 13. Owing to a lack of space, we could not give a fully detailed answer in Iskra itself to this letter, so highly characteristic of the, quote, economists. We were very happy to receive it, since allegations about Iskra's inability to hold to the class point of view had come to our ears for a long time and from a great variety of sources, and we were looking for a suitable opportunity or a well-formulated expression of this popular accusation in order to answer it, and we are accustomed to answer an attack, not by a defense, but by a counterattack. Back in the body, we begin the quote of the economist's letter to Iskra. Quote, this same basic defect of Iskra, the overvaluation of ideology, is the reason for its inconsistency in issues concerning the relation of social democracy to various social classes and tendencies, having decided through a purely theoretical exercise, and not by means of, quote, the growth of party tasks growing together with the party, unquote, as advocated by Krzyzewski, that the task is the immediate transition to the struggle against absolutism and feeling, no doubt, the full difficulty of this task for the workers, given the present state of things, and not only feeling, but knowing very well that this task seems more difficult to, quote, economist, intelligenti, who feel they are taking care of little kids as they see the workers, than it does to the workers, since, in reality, the workers are ready to fight, even for demands that do not promise as the never-to-be-forgotten Martinov puts it, any, quote, tangible results, back in the letter, but lacking the patience to wait for an accumulation on the part of the workers of sufficient strength for this struggle. Iskra is beginning to search for allies in the ranks of liberals and the intelligentsia, unquote. Yes, indeed, we really have already lost the, quote, patience, quote, to wait for the blessed time promised us for so long by all manner of, quote, conciliators, when our, quote, economists stop blaming the workers for their backwardness, stop justifying their own insufficient energy by the alleged lack of forces among the workers. We ask our, quote, economists, what exactly will the, quote, accumulation on the part of the workers of sufficient strength for this struggle, unquote, consist of? Isn't it obvious that it consists of all the political education of the workers, 
in the unmasking of, for them of all sides of our contemptible autocracy. And isn't it clear that precisely for this work, we need, quote, allies in the ranks of the liberals and the intelligentsia, unquote, ready to share with us indictments of the political campaign directed by the government against the Zemstvo people, the teachers, the statisticians, the students, and so forth. How hard can it be to grasp this fairly simple mechanism? Did not P.B. Axelrode repeat over and over again since 1897 that, quote, the task of obtaining supporters and direct and indirect allies among the non-proletarian classes is decided first of all and primarily by the character of the propagandistic activity conducted among the proletariat itself, unquote. But the Martinovs and the other, quote, economists nevertheless continue to think that the workers must first accumulate forces for trade unionist politics by means of, quote, the economic struggle with the owners and the government, unquote, and only then make a, quote, transition, evidently from trade unionist, quote, education for activeness, unquote, to social democratic activeness. The economists continue, quote, In its search for allies, Iskra often strays from the class point of view by muffling class contradictions and putting the entire focus on the commonality of dissatisfaction with the government, even though the reasons and degree of this dissatisfaction among the, quote, allies is extremely various. Take, for example, the relations of Iskra to the Zemtsvo, unquote. Iskra allegedly, quote, promises noblemen unsatisfied with government handouts the help of the worker class without a word being said about the class hostility between these strata of the population, unquote. If the reader will turn to the articles The Autocracy and the Zemsvo, Iskra, numbers 2 and 4, these are probably the ones the authors of the letter are talking about. He will see that these articles, note 14, are dedicated to the government's Reaction to, quote, the mild agitation of the elite bureaucratic Zemsvo, unquote, to, quote, the independent activity even of the propertied classes, unquote. Now, note 14, note that in between the appearance of these articles in Iskra number 3 was published an article specifically about the class antagonisms in our village. Back in the body text, the article says that the worker cannot be indifferent to the struggle of the government against the Zemstvo, and it, invi- it invites the Zemstvo people to throw away mild speeches and to speak out with sharp, uncompromising words at a time when the government is faced with revolutionary social democracy in its full stature. It is hard to say what the authors of the letter disagree with here. Do they think that the worker, quote, will not understand, unquote, the words, quote, propertied classes and elite bureaucratic Zemsvo, or that this pushing of the Zemsvo officials to move from gentle to sharp words is a, quote, overvaluation of ideology, unquote? Do they imagine that the workers can, quote, accumulate sufficient forces, unquote, for the struggle with absolutism? if they never know about the relationship of absolutism to the Zemtsvo as well? The answers to these questions must remain unknown. Only one thing is clear. The authors have a very confused idea of the political tasks of social democracy. This comes out even more clearly in this statement, 
Iskra has the same attitude, unquote, that is one that, quote, obscures class antagonisms, unquote, quote, to the student movement as well, unquote. In Iskra, number two, there was an appeal to the workers to show by means of a public demonstration that the real source of violence and unbridled lawlessness was not the students, but the Russian government. Instead of this appeal, we evidently should have published reasonings in the spirit of Rabochaya Musul, and such ideas are expressed by social democrats in the autumn of 1901, after the February and March events, on the eve of a new student upsurge that will show in this sphere as well that the stichinost of protest against the autocracy is overtaking the purposive guidance of the movement on the part of social democracy. The stichini striving of the workers to come to the defense of students, beaten by the police and the Cossacks, is overtaking the purposive activity of the social democratic organization. Quote, Meanwhile, in other articles, continued the authors of the letter, Iskra sharply condemns any compromises and comes out, for example, in defense of the intolerant conduct of the gaydists. Unquote. We advise people who habitually pronounce on the topic of the disagreements among Russian social democrats with a good deal of self-assurance, but without much thought, and who say that these disagreements are on inessential matters and that no schism is justified. We advise these people to think good and hard about this statement. Is successful work in a single organization possible if one group, Iskra, says that we have done strikingly little in the matter of explaining the hostility of the autocracy toward the most diverse classes, as well as in the matter of acquainting the workers with the opposition to the autocracy by the most diverse strata, while the other group views all this as a, quote, compromise, a compromise, it would seem, with the theory of, quote, economic struggle with the owners and the government, unquote. On the occasion of the 40th anniversary of the liberation of the peasants, we talked about the necessity of bringing the class struggle into the village, Iskra number three. We talked about the irreconcilability between local self-government and the autocracy when commenting on Vita's secret memorandum. Iskra number four. On the occasion of a new law that made Siberian land available to landowners, we attacked the serf-owning mentality of the landowners and the government that serves them. Iskra number eight. We greeted the illegal Zemsvo Congress, encouraging the Zemsvo people to move from groveling petitions to actual struggle. We encourage those students who are beginning to understand the necessity of political struggle and are moving towards it. Iskra number three. And at the same time, we castigated the, quote, primitive lack of understanding, unquote, revealed by the advocates of the exclusively student, quote unquote, movement, who tell the students not to participate in street demonstrations. Iskra number three, on the occasion of an appeal issued by the executive committee of the Moscow Student Association on the 25th of February. We exposed the, quote, senseless dreams and the, quote, lying hypocrisy of the liberal tricksters of the newspaper Rossiya, Iskra number five, and at the same time noted the fury of the government torture chamber that, quote, committed outrages on peaceable writers, on elderly professors and scholars, and on well-known liberal Zemsvo people. Iskra number five, police raid on literature. We exposed the real significance of the program of, quote, state concern for improving the welfare of the workers, unquote, and greeted the, quote, valuable admission 
quote, it is better to anticipate demands from below by carrying out transformations from above than to wait for the former, unquote, Iskra number six. We encouraged the whistleblowing statisticians and condemned the strike-breaking statisticians, Iskra number nine. Anyone who views the tactic of indictments such as these as obscuring the class awareness of the proletariat and as a compromise with liberalism reveals that he has absolutely no comprehension of the true significance of the Credo program and that he is de facto carrying out exactly this program, no matter how much he denies it. By reason of this very view of Iskra's indictment tactic, he drags social democracy back to, quote, economic struggle with the owners and the government, unquote, and abdicates before liberalism, since he refuses the task of actively intervening in every, quote, liberal issue while defining his own social democratic attitude to that issue. Section F. Once more, quote, slanderers, once more, quote, mystifiers. These complimentary words belong, the reader will remember, to Roboche Diello, which responded in this way to our accusation concerning its, quote, indirect preparation of the ground for turning the worker movement into a tool of the bourgeois democracy, unquote. In all simplicity, Roboche Diello decided that this accusation is no more than a polemical sally, these evil dogmatic types have made up their mind, so Roboche Diallo thinks, to say all sorts of unpleasant things about us. Well, what could be more unpleasant than being a tool of the bourgeois democracy? And so they print in bold typeface their, quote, denial, quote, slander without disguise, two congresses, page 31, quote, mystification, page 31, quote, masquerade, page 33, like Jupiter, although it actually doesn't resemble Jupiter very much, Roboche Diello is angry precisely because it is in the wrong and demonstrates with its hasty abuse that it lacks the ability to grasp the train of thought of its opponents. But really, it does not take a great deal of thought to understand why any kowtowing before the stihinost of the mass movement, any lowering of social democratic politics to trade unionist politics, is precisely preparing the ground for turning the worker movement into a tool of the bourgeois democracy. A Stahini worker movement in and of itself creates and inevitably creates only trade unionism, and a trade unionist politics by the worker class means precisely a bourgeois politics by the worker class. The participation of the worker class in the political struggle, and even in the political revolution, in no way ensures that its politics are social democratic politics. Will Roboche Diello deny this? Will it finally set out for all to see its views on the burning issues of international and Russian social democracy, directly and without equivocation? No, no, it will never get around to do anything like this, since it holds fast to the method of, quote, talking in negations. I'm not me. This isn't my house. I'm not a coachman. We're not, quote, economists. Rabochaya Musil is not, quote, economism. There is no, quote, economism in Russia at all. This is a remarkably clever and, quote, politic method, having only this small inconvenience that the publications adopting it will acquire the nickname, quote, how may I serve you, unquote. It seems to Roboche Diallo that the bourgeois democracy in Russia is in general a, quote, phantom without existence, 
to Congresses, page 32. Note 15. In that same publication, we find a reference to the, quote, concrete Russian conditions that push the worker movement onto the revolutionary path with fatal necessity, unquote. People do not wish to understand that the revolutionary path of the worker movement can also be a non-social democratic path. After all, in the days of absolutism in Western Europe, the entire bourgeoisie there, quote, pushed, purposively pushed, the workers onto the revolutionary path. But we social democrats cannot be contented with this. And if we in any way lower social democratic politics down to stihini, trade unionist politics, then precisely in so doing, we play into the hands of the bourgeois democracy. Back in the body text, Happy folk! Like an ostrich, they hide their head under their wing and imagine that this makes everything around them disappear. A whole series of liberal journalists who give us triumphal bulletins each month about the disintegration and even the disappearance of Marxism. A series of liberal newspapers, Sankt Peterborgske Vedemosti, Ruskia Vedemosti, and many others, that encourage liberals who carry the Brentano view of class struggle and a trade unionist view of politics to the workers. A galaxy of critics of Marxism, whose real tendencies were revealed so well by the credo, and whose literary products are the only ones which circulate freely in Russia without hindrance. The revival of revolutionary non-social democratic tendencies, especially after the February and March events. All this evidently is a phantom. All of this has no relation whatsoever to the bourgeois democracy. It would behoove not just the authors of the, quote, economist letter in Iskra number 12, but Roboche Diello to, quote, think a bit about why the spring events called forth such a revival of revolutionary non-social democratic tendencies instead of calling forth a strengthening of the authority and prestige of social democracy, unquote. The reason is this, we were not up to our own task. The activeness of the worker masses turned out to be higher than our own activeness. We did not have on hand enough prepared revolutionary leader guides and organizers with an excellent understanding of the mood in all oppositional strata and who were able to stand at the head of the movement to turn a Stahini demonstration into a political one, to broaden its political character, and so on. Under these circumstances, our falling behind will inevitably be used by more flexible, more energetic, non-social democratic revolutionaries. The workers, no matter how energetically and with what self-sacrifice they fight with police and troops, no matter in how revolutionary a fashion they act, will prove to be merely a force supporting these non-social democratic revolutionaries, a rearguard of the bourgeois democracy rather than a social democratic vanguard. Take German social democracy, the ones from whom our, quote, economists want to borrow only the weak aspects. Why is it that not one political event in Germany goes by without serving to increase the authority and prestige of social democracy more and more? Why is it that social democracy always shows itself ahead of everybody else in giving a revolutionary evaluation of such an event, in defending any protest made against abuse of power? 
Social democracy in Germany does not lull itself to sleep with disquisitions about how the economic struggle pushes the workers to face the issue of their lack of rights, or about how concrete conditions push the worker movement with the force of fate onto the revolutionary path. It intervenes in all areas and in all issues of social and political life. The issue of Wilhelm's refusal to confirm mayors who belong to the bourgeois progressive party, the Germans have not yet been enlightened by our, quote, economists, that this kind of intervention is in essence a compromise with liberalism. The issue of the promulgation of a law against, quote, immoral literary works, the issue of government influence on the selection of professors, and so forth and so on. Everywhere, they show themselves to be ahead of everybody, instigating political dissatisfaction in all classes, pushing the sleeping, prodding the backward, providing all-sided material for the development of the political awareness and the political activeness of the proletariat. And as a result, respect for social democracy as the advanced political fighter for democracy penetrates even purposive enemies of socialism. It often happens that an important document, not only from bourgeois, but even from bureaucratic and court circles, ends up by some miracle in the editorial offices of Vorwärts. That's the main SPD uh, newspaper, Socialist Party of, of Germany. Here is the solution to the seeming, quote, contradiction that surpasses the comprehension of Roboche Adiello so much that it can only throw up its hands and shout, Masquerade! Just imagine, we here at Roboche Adiello regard the mass movement as the cornerstone and say so with italicized emphasis. We warn all and sundry against underestimating the significance of the Stichini element. We wish to impart a political character to the economic struggle itself. Itself! It's very self. We wish to remain in a close and organic link with the proletarian struggle. And then we are told that we are preparing the ground for turning the worker movement into a tool of bourgeois democracy. And who says this? People who make, quote, compromises with liberalism, who intervene in various, quote, liberal issues. What a misunderstanding of the, quote, organic link with the proletarian struggle, unquote who devote a great deal of attention to the students and even horrors to the Zemtsvo people, people who in general want to devote a greater percentage in comparison to, quote, economists of their forces to activity among non-proletarian classes of the population. Can this be anything but a, quote, masquerade? Poor Roboche Diello, will it ever manage to think its way through to the solution of this complicated affair? That was part two of chapter three. I am Fergal Schmoodlock of the podcast called The Kingless Generation. You can find me on patreon.com if you'd like to support this project. See you next time.